everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am back in the podcast studio with the one and only Mrs. Sagan Gakro. What's up? Sagan, welcome back. We are we are recording a bunch of episodes with you. We are. But I it's don't because, know why. It, no, it's because you're about <laughs> to leave us. You're you're going to have your baby. What's the one thing you're most excited for about mm. having baby Stevie Lee? Mm. I'm really excited to see who she looks like. Oh. Which seems like such a super—it is a superficial thing. I just want to see— But that's fun. Yeah, I want to see if she takes more after my husband or after me. And then I'm excited to see, like, how her little personality— like turns out, I've always told Keith that I'm really excited to meet our kids, like to meet to the see people, which, <laughs> how they resemble our children. Yeah. yeah, so I'm just excited to meet her and see who God's made her to be. Honestly, so fun. So fun. I can't wait for her to grow up and read Genesis 44. Which <laughs> oh is yeah, what we're reading today. Um, so Sagan, on that note. She that transition just sent her rolling. She's still Sorry. trying to catch her breath. Um, we're talking about Genesis forty four. Yep, it's a great story. Yeah, what you got for us? Um, first to give a little context. Yep, I think we have to kind of set it up for us, right? Because we're picking up in the middle of a story being told. So last week we read about Joseph's brother returning to Egypt because there was a severe famine in the land. So. Basically, this land, also this famine um, was Pharaoh's dream that he had that Joseph interpreted for him. And that's just important because we're seeing this come to flourishing and come to pass. Um, and they are coming back to Joseph with his little brother, Benjamin. Joseph's brothers are. And then Emma also wasn't this, like Joseph's little brother, Benjamin, is significant. And isn't it because they come from the same mother? Yeah, that's that's exactly right, Sagan. They both uh, both came from Rachel. Yeah. And that I think that's important for the people to know because it's like, what's the setup? Like, honestly, what's the fixation on Benjamin? That was kind of one of my first mm. thoughts when reading this. And the fixation is that this would have been Joseph's full brother, whereas his other brothers are half-brothers, mm-hmm. um, which just means literally his brothers from another mother. Um, so, quite, quite literally. <laughs> like literally. Um, and so this was Joseph's condition to them if they were going to come back and ask him for more food because they'd already visited him once. So in the chapter that we're in today, the brothers are back. They bring Benjamin, just as he requested, and Joseph is testing his brothers. Um, So he fills their sacks with food and the money that they brought with them, but then he takes a silver cup. From what I have looked into, um, the silver cup was just a common thing Hmm. for people in high stature to have back in these days. But it would have been a significant thing that you obviously would not have wanted to steal or get caught stealing um, from (laughs) someone in (laughs) Joseph's place of authority. And so basically, Joseph frames his little brother um, for stealing the silver cup from him. And so the brothers are chased down by the steward, and the steward asks them, why have you done such an evil thing? And they tell him that whoever has the cup, or in quotes, because they're like, we didn't steal anything from this man. But if we did, then they were so confident. They said, kill that person. Mm. And then it comes out of Benjamin's bag. <laughs> and so they're headed back to talk to Joseph and Judah, one of the brothers, come before, and the other brothers come before Joseph, and they fall to the ground before him. 
Um, But Joseph just insists to only keep Benjamin because that was the one who was framed with the silver cup. Mm. And so Judah begs Joseph, like begs him, telling him that if they don't return to Benjamin, he gives this long spew of what's going to happen and basically ends with, our dad will die. Like, he will be so sad and so distraught, he will just die. And so he also tells Joseph that Jacob had already lost one of his sons from this same wife. And literally, this whole time, Joseph is like, I know, I know. <laughs> like, I imagine in I his head, he's like, he he's yes, literally, because they don't recognize him. Mm-hmm. And so basically, Judah tries to take Benjamin's spot, and he begs Joseph to let him take Benjamin's spot. And I just— I read this and I was like, man, how must Joseph have felt in this moment? Because, I mean, I'm just like— For one of his brothers to beg to take the—to trade spaces when no one wanted to trade spaces with him. Literally. And then I'm also like, this is Judah. And, like, if you go back in Genesis 37, this is the very same brother that convinced his brothers to sell Joseph to the Ishmaelites. Mm. Like this is the brother. It's almost we're like he about. learned his lesson. Like yeah. he realized I regret that decision so badly. Yes. And I never want to make the same mistake again. Yes. And I, I do believe that that is literally what's being put on display in this chapter. And I think that that is exactly what Joseph was testing because he sent his little brother back with more possession hmm. than he did with his other brothers. And even though he got framed for stealing, it would have been very easy for these brothers, the same people who sold Joseph into slavery and who wanted to get rid of him, do the exact same thing to Benjamin. But yet, here we are in this moment where Judah is begging to be the sacrifice. He's begging to take the spot of his brother. And I think that Joseph couldn't have probably helped but seen repentance in that moment. And it looks like there's been a change of heart in Judah, that he is repenting, that he he wasn't guilty for this particular crime. Sure. But we, we know as the reader that he— was guilty of something that Mm -hmm. happened in the past, which is why Joseph is in the position that he's in. Yeah. And so I think something to think about is Joseph— Joseph ensured that Benjamin's sack was also, like I said, full more than his brothers. And I think he was also giving them the opportunity to get angry, to get jealous again over, like, his little brother. Why did brother get more? Yeah, like, why? Yes, of course. That's interesting to think about. Yeah, it's just something something to definitely keep in mind. It definitely could have easily provoked, like, that sinfulness in them. Um, And so today, I think a big question for us is just when, when speaking of repentance, like, We know that this means to turn back to God, to turn away from sinfulness, to turn away from sinful action, and to literally turn back and put our gaze back on God. Um, Because when we are walking in that sinfulness, when we are in sin, we are looking at other things. We are looking at things of the world. And so to repent, to turn back, um, I think there's always an opportunity for that in every day. Because I don't know about y'all, but I fall short every single day. Oh, yeah. And so I think this morning or this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, it's, it's a good time to just take a moment and ask yourself, like, what do I need to repent of today? And maybe for some of us, we're going to have a Judah moment of, I have to repent for this thing that I did a long time ago that I haven't even told anybody about, that I haven't even spoken of, that I kind of just hoped was just going to brush under the rug and I would keep going. And then for some of us, it's going to be, hey, I literally did something this morning. Like, 
For example, I lost, maybe I lost my temper at my husband this morning, or I, on the way to work, cut someone off, or I, the list goes on and on and on and on. And I think that this continual um, awareness that we can have of our sinful state, especially apart from God, keeps us repenting, keeps us turning back to Him and sitting at the feet of our Father and just acknowledging, like, I need you. I need you for everything. I need you every moment of yeah. every day. And He has given us the gift and the ability to repent and to turn back through His Son, Jesus. Um, and it's just a beautiful picture of, one, He wants you there. He wants you at the feet of Jesus. He wants you to come back. <laughs> Do not let shame keep you away from that. And then, two, repentance just offers us the opportunity to be in a position of submission again and to remember who's ultimately in authority. And that's really all that yeah, I got. And that the person who's in authority doesn't hold those things against us. Yes, like, exactly. God is not holding those wrongs. Yes. So good, Sagan. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for bringing the word. I'm so glad you're here. We've got one more with you on Monday. Yes, and I'm excited because it's the next part of this story where we're going to get to see more of what you're talking about, of our authority looks at us with a compassionate heart. And so I'm excited. I'm excited too. Thank you for being here. Friends listening, thank you for writing a review. And Mm -hmm. as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.